friends, welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and today I am joined, as always, by Ben. Hello. And today we're playing That Dragon Cancer. <laughs> I'm joined <laughs> by Kai again, as well. Once again, no Kai. Wow. Wow. It's, it's going to be one of those, like, like in 10 years, I'm still going to be making that joke. Like, when you're with 100%. family and, like, they leave, but, like, I still hug you goodbye even though you live with me. It's going to be, like, one of those jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except yeah. that one's not hurtful and this one is. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like I said, we are playing uh, the game That Dragon Cancer. Uh, disclaimer before we start this game tackles some sensitive topics it tackles obviously cancer it tackles uh death it tackles infant death um child death as well. <laughs> i don't think there's any tax evasion <laughs> that i saw of at all uh but yeah if any of those are triggering to you or if you've been in similar circumstances just just keep that in mind going into this episode because we were we will be going deep into those topics um yeah, that dragon cancer. Ben, do you want to give us a little bit of uh, a uh, synopsis real quick of the game before we start here? Yeah, sure. Um, so it was a 2016 indie title um, by, I believe their names were Amy and Josh? No, Ryan. Amy and Ryan Green. Um, yeah. And they were two indie developers. Uh, their son, Joel, was diagnosed with cancer about four or five months old, I believe it was. And they were told he had four months to live. He ended up living an extra four years. And uh, they started developing the game as a coping mechanism to kind of deal with what Joel was going through. But eventually it become more of a uh, tribute and a more of a memorandum <clears throat> to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to what they went through. And it's a yeah. point and click style adventure game. Well, adventure. Yeah, debatable point and click in, game in in quotes adventure yeah yeah um yeah so i i had never uh, like we, we always do the beginning of of playing a new game we kind of go around and gauge our own experiences with the game i guess i'll just start here um i've heard this game lots of times i've heard lots of people rave about this game uh i didn't really know much about it prior to playing it here i knew that obviously it was about uh, family and cancer i didn't know exactly the details of it but i had heard this game i've heard of the many accolades this game has gotten um yeah it, it was definitely one that was on my radar that i had i had been wanting to check out for a while what about you kai what was your your kind of uh experience or um your knowledge uh, knowledge there you go thank you ben this is why we have you here my brain's well, a little also, fried this it, was like, it was like a really big build-up for like a really shitty answer but uh i heard about this game for the first time when ben brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm uh, surprised about because you are mm-hmm. the resident indie i don't get me wrong i love an indie, indie player yeah i love an indie game but you're the resident indie fan yeah, yeah. I, I don't know this. I mean, just based on, I mean, obviously we did a little research on this game and just based on right, the right. sales in general, it doesn't seem like it had a lot of exposure. Like it's usually when it classic kind of things, yeah, like I claim indie dumb, but like usually it takes something like kind of hitting at least a little bit mainstream for me, like mm, yeah. zero or other games like that. Like those are the games I enjoy, but I definitely don't seek them out. I would say. Yeah. Um, so like when something doesn't really break into the mainstream and it just is kind of stuck in like the underground of, uh, game journalism it's it's you know it's difficult to find them and um so yeah the, the first time i had ever heard of this game was when you um when you announced it on Zip yeah Podcast. which is is interesting because like the contrast between what you and jared said like you know, the game had, 
did have a lot of accolades. I can't mm. remember each of the ones it won. We discussed it um, yeah. at the end of the Plague Tale episode, but I remember there were numerous nominations and it winning like best narrative and yeah. like best innovative game and like I have I have the accolades here for you, Benny. Can we read them? Out? Oh yeah, go on, by means, yeah. So in 2016, it won Emotional Game Awards for Best Emotional Indie Game. Uh, at Games for Change, it won Best Gameplay and Most Innovative. Uh, at the Game Awards 2016, it won Best G- uh, Games for Impact. In 2017, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Science, the DICE Awards, gave it uh, a Game Special Class Award. I don't know what that means. Um, 2017 South by Southwest Game Awards, it won... Uh, the Matthew Crumb Cultural Innovation Award. And in 2017, the 13th British Academy Games Award, it won Best Innovation. Mm. So, yeah, it's... it's it, I mean, it's not to say that, like, Kai, you should have known of this game, but it's just... <laughs> Why did you fucking know about this game, dude? It is yeah. crazy, yeah. It is crazy because, I mean, like you said, it didn't really sell that yeah. much, but mm. it seemingly had a very big yeah. impact on and, on those that knew about yeah. it. And those that I read off were just the ones that won. It was actually nominated for a lot of different categories as well. Yeah, I remember lots of um, like Golden Joystick and Game Awards yeah, nominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I, I knew of this game a few years back. I want to say maybe when it came out or the year or so after. Yeah, yeah. So I I watched Jacksepticeye and um, he played it 2016 or 2017. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd known about it from then, but my my family has a history of cancer. So mm-hmm. it, it was like one of those things that I was like, oh, I'm unsure if I really want to Which actually play this. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I lost my great nan in 2015 to cancer and then i lost an uncle 2016 to cancer so that was probably just around when the game came out because it was Mm -hmm. like may or june of 2016 um so it's a game that's was on my radar and i've wanted to play but i've always when I, i didn't watch the full playthrough but i know when jack played it he like actually cried because i think he'd recently lost like a nan or something to great uh to cancer so mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, wow. And everyone was talking about how raw and emotional it was. So yeah, yeah. I think I just avoided it. But this podcast mm. gave me a good chance to be like, do you know what? Let's uh, jump down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Before we just get into it, I just wanted to ask some curious. Did you have any hesitance like in deciding this game because of kind of your prior yeah. experiences? Yeah, big, big time. Um, yeah. Not just that, because when you... When you look at the game and the discourse of the game, it really paints this picture of like a raw emotional experience. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, not only for myself, but for yeah. other people, because other obviously people listening to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know, not only are we talking about it, but you guys are going to be playing it. Some people mm-hmm. are going to play along with us, and I was like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was just a decision I had to think of, like you know, mm. am I, am I willing to to put people through this? And I was like, well, yeah. you know, I, I raised it with you guys first, and I said, like you know, mm. it's gonna be fucking heavy, 
before I told you what the game yeah. was and you guys were down for it. And I figured, you know, if if people listening want to sit it out, then then that's fair. You know, they can they can sit it out. I'm not yeah. forcing them to play. Yeah, I think it's a good just conversation to have. You know, it's a topic that isn't covered too much in games. You know, obviously in the, in the mainstream, maybe in in more subtle ways, but not as as direct as this game is. Um, mm. So I think it'll be an interesting discussion to have an interesting perspective to to look at with between all three of us and i imagine our different views of all of this um yeah i mean also going to you're like oh yeah sorry i was gonna say um no you're good i i think a, a big element just before we move on like a big element of it is the fact that it's a true story yeah like this isn't this isn't just like somebody was like okay let's make a game about the journey of cancer and everything that comes yeah. with it this is actually the parents who physically made the yeah. game. And I think that carries like these experiences happened to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of like just going into the game now, kind of one of the big things that, that maybe separates this from other indie games or any other games that have similar gameplay mechanics or similar, you know, artistic design is that this game has real journal entries from variety of individuals that experience this obviously including the parents it has real life audio logs and voicemails from like the wife and husband to one another two friends and stuff like that so that's kind of the biggest thing between this is which makes it more real because it has like these real audio recordings which you can tell when they come in like this isn't like something that somebody made this was something that was actually like these were actually recorded by these individuals which is interesting yeah exactly yeah how did you guys kind of feel about that going in into this game i think that that aspect of it is one of the more compelling parts of this game yeah i agree like it has a very documentarian style of telling Mm -hmm. the story aside from obviously some choices they made with game design but like it is you know i I believe there was a documentary actually made about the making of this game and about the family yeah there was Uh, it came out shortly after sorry gone so I'm assuming that, that that's an additional reason that they had these audio clips is because they were filming during his life and during this. And I know that this game originally started as not like, you know, a remembrance of his death, but because he had survived, they were like, oh, this is like the story. Like, I'm going to make this for him so he yeah. can remember, you know, this. And there's even a section in the game where the, the mom talks about like, you know, the, you're in the hospital and there's all these handprints on the wall and she's talking about, um, you know, Oh, you're going to look back at this one day and you're not going to want to hear about, you know, the time you had cancer. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be something that's interesting in you, but it's important <clears throat> for us to like, remember the battle you fought. And like that, that's the essence of what she's saying. I'm doing a, mm. a terrible job kind of summarizing her exact words, but you know, I, I think that those, those moments where they're really talking about, um, you know their experiences and their feelings with going through this it, it just shows that you really can't script stuff like that like perfectly yeah. like, like it feels so raw and real and it's not polished like you would a screenplay or you would like a you know the way that we write versus the way that we actually talk and like experience life and i think that that is very visible when you play through this game it's like oh this is raw emotion it doesn't necessarily make perfect narrative sense or it doesn't necessarily is not the most flowery beautiful language but it is in itself more realistic and more raw and more truthful than than you know standard narrative writing yeah definitely i i think that 
I don't think this game would have worked as a as a scripted fin. You know, I don't I don't think you could have I mean you could have scripted it, but I don't think it would have had the same impact. Yeah, and you and you can tell even in the recordings that like <clears throat> it's not something that's scripted. Like it's very and I wouldn't even say conversational in the sense. It just it sounds like someone leaving a voicemail or something like that, or someone reading like yeah. a letter and stuff, you know. Well that's it, yeah, that's literally it's it's voicemails of the wife um like leaving the hospital with Joel and, you know, some journal entries of hers and stuff. And it's, it's interesting to see because there's, there's a voicemail that she leaves and, um, she's talking about, um, what they call off, off, off treatment day. I think they call it. Mm -hmm. And it's when you have finished the chemotherapy and you're being released from the ward because, you'll find that when things like these happen, the patients will tend to, if it's extremely late, if it's like stage three or stage four cancer, then they'll live on the ward. And then once the treatment is over, there's normally some sort of celebration here in the UK. They have like a bell, like you ring the bell when you've finished treatment. And then that's like the sort of, symbol of hope in a way because it's like everyone he wants to ring the bell and like successfully finish their treatment but mm. the wife mm. the wife says to the husband she's talking about it and she says something she's like oh maybe you don't know about it because you're not at the clinic as much as I am and it's like it, it, it's one of those moments that kind of confirms that it's real because I'm not in a horrible way to the couple right but that's like such a passive aggressive comment yeah you know obviously i'm sure the husband would love to have been there but he probably had something like maybe he's working or maybe it's something he had to do mm-hmm. and obviously the hard. wife is, or it's yeah. hard, like, you know like yeah like put a put aside you know even work, that yeah or life but it's just probably very difficult to be in that place and oh, see 100%. literal poison going into your child's veins and like even though it's the thing that's supposed to help them it is causing like obviously chemotherapy uh, and radiation therapy have horrific side effects that mm. you know cause a great amount of pain and so like you know you, no one wants to be like called out and be like you know maybe if you were here more you'd actually know the process but uh, yeah yeah that is a I, I, that was a very impactful moment for sure yeah because it, mm-hmm. it's, it's very insightful because obviously it's, it's such a fucking difficult situation right because you don't yeah like you have to be together as a couple in that situation because that's one of the times that you need each other the most you know and something like Mm. that is happening i mean that's a very extreme case you know you're talking about like a terminal illness in a young child like that's really extreme but the moments like that where couples come together it's you know like as the wife you don't want to say outright to the husband like you don't fucking do this enough so yeah she she's having these passive aggressive conversations and it it is set against the backdrop of the husband's faith kind of being really challenged like mm-hmm. we should say they they were both devout christians yeah and that's very prominent in the in the story too yeah and like the wife very heavily leans into it and is like you know I'm 
I'm not worried that Joel's going to die because I have faith he will survive. And the husband is very much going the other way. And it's like, well, why would God do this? Why would God mm. not only make our child ill, but seemingly not cure him either? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of crazy themes kind of going on um, that yeah. it wouldn't have worked if it was scripted. I really yeah. don't think. 100%. 100%. I think that dynamic that you you mentioned, the, like, the religious tension, especially between the the father and the mother uh, kind of going through this. That is, at least for me, one of the things that I connected with, uh, you know, more closely. Yeah, I definitely. grew up in the church and then mm. grew away from the church. And like, okay, I, I can see, you know, and not to be like a Reddit atheist or anything like that, but I, I have my opinions now and seeing like faith used as a justification to yeah. uh, not process or to, you know, put aside reality and use it as like, you know, well, I have faith. So like, I don't have to face the things that are happening mm, in my life yeah. with something that is incredibly powerful and something that I had seen being in the church and being a, a very, yeah. uh, you know, someone who participated in lots of exterior parts of the church, including like yeah. worship and stuff like that is something I saw kind of over and over and over again. And something that is upsetting to me now um, just because of my experience. And so it, it yeah. is, it, that was something that really like, I guess, touched me in that way of being like, oh, like I know what that's like. I've seen this happen before. Yeah. I've seen people go down mm. this road and it's upsetting. Whereas yeah. I can't really necessarily connect with, I think the, the main theme of this game, I've never had anyone really around me have to deal with, with cancer or at least not with like, you know, yeah. skin cancer and stuff like that, but nothing right, that is right. uh, terminal kill yeah. them, um, which, yeah. you know, it's kind of difficult to like cancer itself seems like such an abstract unapproachable thing like unless you face it and so to to just be kind of thrown into this and, and especially i don't know if this game does a great job kind of pushing you into like it, it's very good at pushing you into the feelings but not very good at explaining kind of like what's going on outside yeah. of that yeah i mean it's it's interesting because for me it's the other way around like when i was when i was younger I was like very, I, mean, I wouldn't say necessarily religious, but I was very sort of, uh, okay, yeah, I guess religious, but not overly religious. Like I wouldn't like pray yeah. and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, when I got to secondary school, so when I hit like 10 or 11 and I started to learn science and things like that, I kind of fell out of this religious side and became a lot more yeah. scientifically minded. And yeah. I, I mean, just as a complete tangent, like, the, do either of you listen to um, Ear Biscuits? It's like a podcast by Brett and Link who do Good Mythical yeah. Morning. I, I've uh, definitely yeah, heard some of their shows before. Time, yeah. 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 So they, they had a whole episode, like a whole series about a year ago about spiritual deconstruction and how they both yeah. fell out of the evangelical church. And I listen to it because it's, it's always interesting to me, like, why people are religious and, like, yeah like how it drives who you are and mm -hmm. you know, i, I kind of realized that like in a way i don't want to be religious right but mm -hmm. i am envious of people who are religious you know yeah. because like having that faith like and i'm a morbid cynical person okay like <laughs> i am right i, I am yeah. i admit you know i'm not religious so for me there is nothing after death there is yeah. nothing mm -hmm. like as far as I'm concerned personally. Yeah. And that is like 
a very daunting aspect to me to the fact mm-hmm. that when I die, I may not know I'm dead. Like it may just be that's yeah. it. And I'm envious of people who have this genuine faith of like, no, there's something afterwards. I'm going to be with the people I love and I'm going to be, yeah. or even reincarnation. If you believe in that kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, something. Um, but for me, the cancer thing hit harder than the religion. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, just the point you were making about being envious of people that have kind of that 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 faith. I, I would I feel blind faith feels like the wrong word to say, but kind of that <clears throat> that that faith that seems to be like unmatched. That that's the only thing you care about. That's the only thing that's really it's super important to you, and it doesn't matter whatever happens because you still have that faith. Um, and it takes some of these situations to kind of test that faith, and we see that with the two of them. You know, we see that with husband and how he's like, are, are you sure? Because if, you know, the God that I love and stuff like that, if he, if he's, if he does all these things that I've read about and learned about, like, why would he have this terrible thing happen to my child and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, and it, he begins to kind of question that. And I think these kind of situations really put that into perspective for people that have that kind of very strong faith. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure we'll discuss it later because the game is very mm-hmm. metaphorical. There are lots of situations. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and it very heavily leans into the idea of like abstract storytelling with metaphors. Um, but there is literally an entire section of the game where the husband is physically drowning underwater and the wife is floating on a boat safely with the child. Yeah, exactly. And... I mean that was a great metaphor because that that you I was able to relate to that you know mm-hmm. some of the metaphors later on um, I was I was a bit unsure of how do you how do you want to go about this because I mean well yeah yeah I had I had kind of a path we we're going to take because after this I was going to uh, obviously more than the uh, ideas and the concepts that this game covers obviously there's an artistical side to it as well. Um, right. There's in a, a certain design to it that feels <laughs> feels very indie and feels very you know familiar. You know, if you if you talk about indie games and you looked at this game, you'd be like, yeah, this is an indie game. Um, mm. But how did you guys think about? How did you guys feel about kind of the artistic design, the artistic decisions they were going with, whether it is just you know aesthetically or with a lot of the metaphors that they kind of kind of threw at you? Um. Okay. I mean, I. The one thing at first I I liked was I liked that nobody had set faces, right? So it, everything in the game is like very polygonal and the baby's face and the person's face is like made up of polygons and it isn't rounded. And I was like, okay, I like this because yeah, as as corny as it might sound, <clears throat> I was like, it allows you to latch on to this character right like you can latch on to that child and what they're going through because Mm -hmm. they aren't a set child yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so i was like okay i like that but then at the end of the game they show the pictures and they show the pictures of the family and the mum and the dad and i was like i i don't understand like well it would seem like a very clear artistic choice, and then they yeah. did the complete opposite. So yeah, well, I, I think too, just the the concept or the idea of having those characters faceless is to 
have you kind of relate to their situation, not only in that, yeah. but there's multiple instances in the game where you take that person's first person perspective, whether that's, whether that's the child, whether that's either one of the parents, whether that's the doctors and stuff like that. You know, I think like what you were saying, the faceless characters is almost meant to have you be able to portray or relate with those characters in a sense, mm-hmm. even if they're, you know, whatever woman, a baby, a child, someone older than you, like whatever it's meant to, have the player relate with those people in the sense of also putting them into their first person perspective. But yeah, I think at the end, even there's a hospital scene too, where it shows like images and uh, real life pictures of the family. Sometimes that's like, okay, this is, it kind of, it kind of puts things into perspective. You're like, Oh, this isn't about me. This is about this family Mm. and everything like that. But I think that that kind of helps because it, it, because when you think about it, it is the family and with the faceless characters, it, it's almost just trying to help you relate to that situation, you know. Yeah, and I mean it. It, it worked because, like, yeah. I I've lost three family members to cancer, um, and my my great nan was the first one. She's also the first mm. family member I remember losing. Yeah. Um, and so even though it was a baby, I kind of latched onto that because yeah, like my, my, we always had this joke that like my nan, my great nan, she was like the Don of our family. She was like mm-hmm. the head of our family. And I, I'm not even exaggerating, like nothing. It, I remember one time my mum and her cousins were arguing and she called them all to the house and made them sit down and talk it out and work it through. <laughs> and nobody dare defied her because she was just that like powerful of a woman. Like, I mean, she, she, she lived through world war two. She was evacuated to Devon, like to escape wow, blitz yeah. and everything. She, had an extremely abusive husband like when mm-hmm. she was young who she avoid she beat cancer two times like she wow. had nine kids and oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah yeah and like she was a really fucking powerful woman so yeah to the, the last time i saw her she was in a hospital bed in her house um yeah that must have been a surreal kind of experience seeing her in this very you know powerful light for so long so fucking jarring it was unreal yeah so you know there's like a scene where um the dad and the baby are sitting in a hospital chair in a in a ward room mm. and the baby has the chemo connected to uh to it to them sorry and um it yeah it's just it's just weird like so i kind of yeah. The, the artistic choices, like I said, the the whole faceless fin, it, it does work, and the pictures. I'll say the pictures don't happen so often that. How can I explain this? It's like a nice balance, right? Like it happens yeah. often enough that you remember that this is a family's story. This is their tale, mm. but infrequent and enough where you can relate exactly, to the yeah. faceless character situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. What about Kai? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm you, interested what in What do you think about well. the artistic design? Yeah. Kai. I mean, overall, I think the, the artistic design falls firmly within like the average, uh, like indie game. 
obviously like the artistic style at least is very we've seen this style in, in a bunch of different games um and you know i think that abstraction especially in art history we view abstraction as something that makes it more easy to uh, connect to a piece of art and to put yourself in a piece of art it's why cartoons can get away with much more than obviously like recorded film can um why we have things like family guy and south park is because of that exact principle it's much mm -hmm. easier to swallow those uh tough subjects and to make light of them in something that is an abstracted human form mm -hmm. rather than something that is a direct representation of ourselves um which which i you know i do find uh it happens a little bit in this game um i do would say that the at least the parents are not abstracted to a sense where you can completely separate yourself from them like they yeah. have a very clear uh unique quality yeah. where he's wearing glasses they're, and stuff like that yeah they're like direct representations of the parents yeah. themselves yeah. whereas the child uh is much more abstracted to a simple form um yeah. there's nothing that stands out about the child there's nothing that is you know mm -hmm. uh a representation of him as a person and it's almost like he doesn't have a personality which was an interesting choice but i think ultimately works uh, in the yeah. sense that you then are easier to connect to that loss or you know portray whatever you want onto that character yeah i will say that i don't i don't really connect with the family images uh all that much i don't mm. think it was a necessary aspect to add in the game the recorded audio with the parents voices and like yeah. the found audio is a much more effective tool at having you be broken out of your own narrative of yeah. like because obviously we're all telling our own story alongside of this that we're trying to you know connect to whatever this story is as we do with any narrative and having those voices is like oh yeah these are real people yeah. the images mm. didn't do much for me they were just mm. like oh okay these are just some people I'm, from the middle of the country <laughs> like yeah. i'm curious of how much of this you know playing the game was to or, or rather them developing the game was to kind of share their experiences with other people and also as a remembrance of their own situations. Like I, I, those images could put, be, put, be put in there, you know, less to help the player relate to the situation and more when they're looking back at these experiences can go through these images and can go through these like pictures and stuff like that. I wonder how much of it is, is one side or the other. Yeah. And, and kind of off that one thing that I got while playing the game was, like it, it almost felt like it wasn't for me and i don't yeah. think it was like yeah. essentially they made the game to process the yeah. loss and process the feelings they had even before the loss of just like getting through this and putting those feelings into something creative and like playing through it just was like oh this is not necessarily something that was made for me like it wasn't mm. it wasn't and, and maybe that's just the way that they chose to tell the story and the yeah. fact that there wasn't a like clear narrative arc and there wasn't you know the things you normally look for as far as like climax and you yeah. know beginning and middle and end and normal stories but it was just like oh this is this is more of just a canvas where they could like the way that this game's narrative reminds me is like a fragmented diary almost like like yeah. if you had yeah. to like if you look back five years and you have to tell a story of something that happened to someone that you, you're not really sure of and so you just kind of tell it in pieces and sometimes you're like, oh, I'll start in the middle. And then you remember something when you're mm -hmm. telling it in the middle and you go back to the beginning and you're like, oh, well, this happened before. And then you jump to the end. And it's like, that's kind of the way that I feel like they approach this yeah. is it's almost like looking at something through the lens of time and being like, oh, this is very 
fragmented and some of it is truthful and some of it is just like what we told ourselves or what we're telling mm -hmm. ourselves now. And then that is contrasted with these, uh, you know, these recordings of in the moment, like yeah. a, of your reaction in the moment when you're learning about this stuff and saying, you know, mm -hmm. these things that you necessarily don't even believe or you don't, or don't represent your feelings now, but have, you know, been frozen just because it was at the time what you thought and what you believed and then kind of contrasting that with obviously being able to develop a game around these stories and these feelings mm. can i um can i go out on limb and say something though yeah go for it i i honestly don't think this game was raw enough yeah um i it's i mean i it's hard, right? Because yeah. I wanted this like super raw experience. Yeah. Like we've said this before, I fucking love a good narrative. Like I am here for yeah. the story, and the the there's like a conflict, right? Because I want the full story. I want to yeah. experience all of it, you know. Yeah. And you never. There are some very key moments that are never discussed. Like there's no initial diagnosis for Joel yeah you know it's just like okay we have this child who has cancer and you do go through finding out that a cancer is uncurable and things like that but there's no sort of aftermath you know there's no like how yeah. did the pro because he has two brothers and mm -hmm. the brothers are in the story and they they talk about him you know there's a moment where one of them's like oh he's two years old why can't he talk like other yeah. two-year-olds can talk but there's no aftermath to it but then obviously there's there's a difficulty because it's easy for me to say that the game wasn't raw enough mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. these people lived this experience and made a game about it so yeah obviously maybe they physically couldn't put that into the game yeah, yeah. also i don't think that there's like that you know that's a hot take or there's necessarily like a right answer to that i think it's ultimately subjective in the sense you know someone can play through this game that you know, relates more directly with this situation. You know, people that have had children die of various illnesses or maybe even had cancer where it was incurable in that situation. And I think in those instances that it can be raw. I think it just depends on the individual and it just depends on the situation. And I don't think there's necessarily yeah. a wrong answer to that. I mean, uh, I will kind of kind of additionally, I think that obviously this game got some some accolades and some, you know, press around it for being an experience and that it is though i do think that probably a lot of people will approach this with kick gloves in you know the yeah. sense that it's like oh it's a game of, like about a real experience of family and a dying child and it's like yeah okay uh and in video games that's very rare but obviously in in the art world people have fueled pain and agony as part of art and making yeah. films and like mm -hmm. just because you have an experience and that experience is deeply negative and from a human perspective something that a lot of people can connect to and like uh collectively mourn over it doesn't make it perfect and yeah. this game by no means and i, oh, I no. don't know how we're going to approach the criticism of this game but i like as i, I don't know if we're just oh don't worry bro i got i got the segues here for you don't <laughs> uh, but um the game itself i feel ultimately was unsuccessful in yeah it's uh in its goal of putting you in their experience uh, mm. and personally the suspension of disbelief which you know 
it is really when when games get great and when you can like be in them and you're not thinking about it as a game anymore you're not thinking of playing it you're just in it and you're experiencing it and you're like a part of whatever world and story that you've been uh you know putting yourself in i never mm-hmm. got that with this it was yeah. always very apparent to me the entire time playing through this like this is a game yeah yeah this is trying really hard to be something that is artistic and something that is different and and it just really took me out of it over and over and over again with every bad mechanic with every bad choice especially there's literally a a moment in this game where you start playing a mario kart level as i was gonna talk about that yeah with fucking like chemo in his arm on like a a wagon and it's just like what the fuck is happening like (laughs) yeah i think the problem is that i went into the game maybe it's not a problem i don't know like the I went into the game thinking I would rather come out of this thinking, wow, that game was too much rather than that game was too little. Yeah. You know, I'd rather come out and, and I mean, maybe it's just me, <laughs> like maybe it's just me. I, I would rather have come out and been like, man, that was fucking hard to play. Like I really felt for that. And that was a real emotional experience for me. And for some people it might've been, like that's not like you know for some people it might have been an emotional experience but for me personally i i feel like the description of the game isn't accurate to how it plays out you know like when you see the description of the game even on its own website its steam page it talks about how it's a emotional story about it and like you said there's a section where you're collecting these fins in a car and then you find out afterwards like it's all these different cancer treatments and i'm guessing it's supposed to be symbolic of like you know they tried everything they could for joel and nothing worked but like i feel there's a better way to to express that you know like yeah yeah and that's kind of like my my big overall criticism of of the game, if I had to give just mm-hmm. one criticism, I would say that the game is too abstract for its own good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, there's I abstract mean... and then there's like what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even even that though, like we obviously played through Kentucky Route Zero and there are moments in Kentucky Route Zero where what, what like, the fuck is happening? What is going on? Like what is happening? But yeah. everything ties itself in kentucky or, or not really one, i mean one way i was gonna say yeah we had struggles with that game but, but one it, way or another but it, yeah it adds to the the mystery of it but it's also not yeah. trying to be a exactly a thesis on the experiences of cancer with a child <laughs> like yeah, like you yeah. can take specific risk when you're <sighs> doing certain topics but i this yeah, game it yeah. just it felt so disingenuous it felt so out of place it felt so yeah. like the thing with Kentucky Route Zero is that abstracting Kentucky Route Zero works because that game is a fictional story centered yeah. around magical realism. And so mm-hmm. the ambiguity and the abstractness creates a discourse. I mean, some of the conversations we had in the Kentucky Route Zero uh, Kentucky Route Zero series, which if you haven't listened, go and listen to. Like always be plugging. Yeah, always be plugging. But that is genuinely 
one of the favorite series it's probably my favorite series we've done so far just because i loved the discourse about the conversations how, that came out yeah, of it, yeah all three of us had a different experience and a different connection to the same thing but the problem mm-hmm. is that when you're when you're telling a story that's real you have to be careful what you make abstract like the the drowning mm-hmm. section i was talking about that works because it's a very obvious metaphor for what's happening, right? But I I would rather have gone through short flashbacks of like Joel being on chemotherapy and then the doctor saying it doesn't work and then Joel tries this treatment and it doesn't work. And, you know, maybe not all of them, but like three or four. And then a flashback where they say, you know, we've tried everything we can. And they, they do do that. But even then, when you're sitting in that room, you have this like, what what is that toy called that you you spin it and it's like the cow goes moo and the pig goes oink but yeah you, i don't know what those are called but yeah yeah, yeah but you, you have one of those and you have to keep pulling it until the sun sets and then the doctors are there and you can click somebody's face and pull it and you'll get what the male doctor's thinking what the husband is thinking and i i, I personally i would have just rather sat and listened to the dialogue rather than have yeah. this like child toy mechanic mm-hmm. in the game yeah definitely i mean and we've been kind of talking about that a little bit here but more important than you know obviously <clears throat> the story or the <clears throat> sorry the artistic direction is you know how are we going through this world, the gameplay of it. How are we experiencing these stories? How are we experiencing this narrative and stuff like that? Um, a lot of it is, you know, it's a point-and-click adventure, like like Ben was saying, but it's going through these fantastical settings where metaphorical, as, as Ben has t- had talked about, but feel very strange <laughs> a lot of the time. Um hmm. You know, going through forests and going Be- through being a bird for like forty-five long, minutes of this game, way too long. <laughs> yeah, um, and just all of that. And I think that sometimes some of that lands. Like, I think as you're exploring these settings and environments, there will be this kind of black uh, objects that are the manifestation of the cancer in the, mm. the child, which I think those little hints every now and then are, they work for me. Like you'll be in the hospital setting and things will be fine. And all of a sudden you'll see kind of these, these cancerous objects show up and it, it, it shows like, like no matter what happens, even if there's like in their situation, there have been like glimmers of hope. This thing kept coming back for them. It kept recurring yeah. and they, for, for some reason could not outrun this. And I feel like that does a good job of portraying that in this. Um, unfortunately with story being like it, it's a it's a great story to tell and i think it's a great experience to share but as kai pointed out some of the gameplay mechanics just pull you right out of that situation like there's so many instances yeah. where you're just supposed to sit still and let things happen but that's not necessarily outwardly portrayed like th- there's a scene where you're sitting in a forest with the child and you're at a, at a picnic and it's i'm imagining it's supposed to be like his ideal situation he has like stacks of pancakes next to him he's feeding a pug pancakes and if that sounds ridiculous that's just some of the stuff that we experienced in this <laughs> game um but you're sitting there and you're blowing bubbles at him and, and and everything and he's having a grand old time but 
what you're supposed to do is stop blowing bubbles and then the cutscene continues. But for like 10 minutes, I'm blowing bubbles and tapping on the screen, trying to figure yep. out what I'm supposed to do. Like, how am I supposed to progress? And those 10 minutes, even five minutes of anything, there's multiple situations that happen like that in this game. Those times where you're frantically sitting there trying to figure out how to progress, pull you out of the situation so much. And it just it just takes away all of the emotional draw that, that yeah. they're trying to portray in the story. I mean, some... Some of the metaphors are, do work better than others. Like there's, yeah. I mean, well, one of the, the metaphors, boat you were talking about, I think, is good. Yeah, the the boat and the drowning is a good section. But then to contrast that, there's a section where Joel is holding a group of balloons that you have mm. to pop with these like cancer pathogen. Things. I didn't even know that was gameplay. I thought it was a cutscene, and I like got attacked by all these cancer <laughs> things that were coming but after then, me. On the other side, one of the aspects I really loved is there's a section where um, Ryan and Amy are telling a story to the kid, to the children mm. about a brave knight called Joel who oh, tries yes. to defeat That's a dragon fun. called Cancer, and mm -hmm. it plays out as like a platformer. You have to duck and mm -hmm. throw objects Spears. at the dragon, and there's a great metaphor there because you. I don't know if did you guys beat the dragon? I couldn't beat nope, the dragon. I did not beat the dragon. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's the whole point of it is yeah. that you know this dragon cancer sometimes can't be beaten. They talk about somebody from church who tried to beat it but couldn't. Yeah, and it's weird. It, it makes me wonder. I wonder how much of how much of what we're talking about in terms of criticism is down to like an experience thing yeah. with the developers because mm -hmm. i don't know I, I i read that before this they'd only made like two or three games mm. so are you meaning like their like experience with game developing as like just the concept of like them being able to develop or yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i don't because i mean in, in terms of the actual game is well developed you know like yeah. the, the game does what it needs to do yeah but i don't works. know <laughs> Yeah, but I I guess I mean more in the storytelling sense of it. Mm -hmm. Like, go on, Kai, go on. Yeah, I mean, I think along that line, uh, you know, there there is a certain... How am I going to say this? Uh, so, like, when you step away... There's an accepted away, way to you, tell a story. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, but when, even then, like, storytelling in general, like, there's a bunch of different ways to approach that. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, you do have to pick a mode, which I don't think this game did. But also, when you step away from something for a while and come back, you kind of have, like, at least the outline of that thing in your head. Mm -hmm. And the way I'll describe this is, like, I went away for college from my hometown and, like, I grew up in a place and like you have a certain experience of it from being somewhere for so long and then when you leave and come back you kind of see the things you never noticed or the beauty of a place yeah. right and like i think this game needed time like it mm -hmm. needed space from the uh the moment of of everything going on and because they started making it when he was still alive like you don't know what to focus on like you yeah. don't know what's important in the moment. Everything seems so raw and everything seems so important and every little metaphor you create in your mind and the fact that like, you know, all those, the struggles that you're going through, everything seems like it's so necessary to your experience. And when you step away from that and you have that time to heal 
and to really look at a situation, it's in that moment you discover like, this is what was important. These are the yeah. things that I need to focus on. And these are the things that impacted me the most. And like yeah. those moments we get, we get, you know, the boat metaphor and the, and the hands mm-hmm. on the wall and the experiences of being with Joel, but we also get all of the unnecessary moments and all of the things which is confusing and where it is probably their real experience but it doesn't aid in the the yeah. telling of the story it doesn't aid yeah, in the connection 100%. with the, with the character it's just them trying to process which uh, it gets messy it gets muddy and it eventually kind of ruins the game in a sense yeah i mean yeah. it's it's almost like the game's like a victim of its own design right mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like it started off and 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 looking back i mean i only just finished playing it before we started recording but like it's it's very clear that the game started as a coping mechanism and then transitioned to becoming a memorial for their son yeah and that sounds horrible to say but the game is trying to do two things like you can tell at first it's very raw there are lots of uh journal entries and there are lots of voicemails and the drowning metaphor we keep referencing and then it just kind of becomes weird and you're at a picnic with a pug and like i'm i'm assuming that's supposed to symbolize the, the like a heaven because i think it's called like the picnic at the edge of space i think the name of the chapter yeah, is that's kind of what i got from that that was his like ideal heaven but um it's yeah, it, it probably sounds harsh to say if you haven't played it, but I think that it's trying to do two different things. It's trying to cope with mm. what happened and it's trying to remember their son. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't, that doesn't go well. Also, yeah. to, to take aside the fact that it's a story about cancer and, and like a real story, if you can't program puzzles, please don't program puzzles into your game. Like, I, I oh, can we talk about the fucking organ scene, please? Because it pissed yeah, me off so that, much. That's exactly what I was talking about. And, and, and was sitting next to me. There's multiple examples of this, but we'll go with the organ one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are multiple, but the organ one is the one that stuck out, like, stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, and it also ties into what I was saying about being too abstract for its own good. There's, yeah. there's a scene where you're in a church. And Joel is sitting on a chair on top of this stage um, with the chemotherapy plugged into him. And he's, I can't remember if he's holding a controller or a tablet or something, but he's playing something. Yeah, I think it's like a tablet or something like that, yeah. And you walk up to an altar and there are like seven or eight candles and a very, very small keyboard. And you can light the candles and you can press the notes on the keyboard. Some of the notes play like a melody and some of them play voice clips from uh ryan and amy the husband and wife Mm -hmm. and i had no clue what the fuck i was supposed to do so my first instinct was to light all the candles you know i was like this is a religious thing this is like you know when you pray you light candles and kind of you pray after you've lit the candles so i was like okay i'll light all the candles and then i was pressing the voice notes and i was like you know maybe i need to play all of these voice clips in a certain order to complete whatever this puzzle is and then i was like maybe i need music in the background i ended up just mashing 
the fucking organ, like the, the notes as hard as I could. I still don't understand or what we did to, to solve the puzzle because even with the candles, if you light more than two, the other one goes out. So like lighting mm-hmm. on the candles didn't work for me. And I got to a point where even lighting one candle lit up like 90% of the keyboard. So I was like, I can't push all of these keys at the same time. So we're just frustratingly pushing buttons and lighting candles until something worked. And I was like, cool. But even after that, you're, you're pushed into perpetual darkness until I guess another <laughs> cutscene starts for like five minutes. And it's just like, what is it happening? And yeah. I mean, this is that feeling of like, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, is it, is it broken? Like that happens every five minutes you're like and, and that's and, one of the I'm, most yeah. jarring things yeah and i'm sure that there's people out there who are going to try to justify that by being like they didn't know what was going to happen like they didn't know the solution they were just going through life and it's like yeah okay whatever asshole like this is not an excuse <laughs> it's a video game like no you can't at a certain point you can't just be like this is how it is because it was their experience like they're if, if they want us to feel something and they want us to be connected to it you can't just have us adrift in space because we're just going to lose connection to the narrative in the game yeah and it's it's something that um the like just to plug another podcast play watch listen um yeah very good great podcast um troy baker he was saying like they were talking about um graphics of games and like indie versus triple a and he said you know play into your strengths if you're an indie team and you don't have the money or the know-how to program AAA graphics don't because it's better to program and design lower budget like maybe you go for like a pixelated or a shell shaded look rather than badly doing AAA graphics because people will pick up on it and it's a similar principle here yeah. If you can't code a puzzle, then it's better just to not code the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think this would be better if they had taken the approach of something like a journey where it really is just, you know, a linear walking sim in a sense. Like you're just walking through an experience, but it, it's beautiful in, you know, one way and it, it's easy to digest that way where yeah. when they add the puzzles and they add like, look for this thing and like you're gonna dive into a you know under the sea because you're a bird and then that bird's gonna fly somewhere else and now you're going Mm. over here and it's like what the fuck does this have to do with anything yeah like i I think a game that did this really well and something we can talk about as well is obviously the length of this game this game is relatively short about two hours hour 45 minutes so we can talk about if we think this game was longer and they put more, more time if that story would have been better but oh god and there's there's a game and i can't remember the name of it Kai, you and I played it. It like the mm-hmm. the splash screen is like the purple house, and you can walk in and find the key, and like you can beat it in like a minute. What was that game called? Like it's 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 similar. It's only like two hours long, but I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's like the house. It's, it's the same experience where you're going through the house and you're reading journal entries. For, oh, take me like, home. Take take gone home. Gone home. Gone home. Uh, that's what. It was. Yes. Gone Home is a very similar experience to this where uh, it's telling a narrative with some, you know, kind of a puzzle situation to it. Uh, The game's only about two hours long, but I think the puzzles are done 
much better in that game than this. I mean, granted, the other game was kind of truncated and you're just exploring a house. You know, there's not really a lot of fantastical situations. It's more leans on the realism than, you know, fantastical realism. But hmm. that's a game that, that's that game is also about tragedy. So that, yeah, is, that is an apt uh, comparison. That yeah. game, I think, does a much better job having you connect with the like the feelings of loss and anxiety and a feeling confused and like you have no control over your reality uh, than this game does. And they approached it in a much more straightforward, um, but ultimately more fulfilling way. Yeah. I mean, to, to bounce off of what you said, Jared, like I, I feel like I would have preferred like a four or five hour game, maybe, you know, just to some, something to kind of, cause I mean, it's, it's a two hour game, but we're talking about four years of somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, condensed down into two hours and it, it would be nice as well. I just thought randomly the, the scene we were talking about where it's like Mario Kart and you're in the car controlling around this, this course, it's basically a lap of the hospital ward. Small things could have been done, right? Like, so mm-hmm. if, if you was playing it as, Pardon one second. If you were playing it as Joel in the car, all all you would have to do to make that relatable is like zoom out and have one of the parents push in the car. You know, break that realism. Have Joel in the car thinking he's collecting all of these fins and oh, it's so fun. But reality, it's Ryan or Amy Right. pushing him around you know yeah trying well, to make the experience of being in a hospital mm, fun yeah well that's kind of what i thought in the beginning i mean even though the mario kart level is very jarring and just so strange i think just doing that little thing would help because in my mind that's kind of what i thought i was like oh this is like through the viewpoint of joel and he's pretending he's racing his like his like uh race car wheelchair or whatever then dodging like obstacles and stuff like that they're trying to make the experience fun for him you know in this very Mm. these very dire situation but i think just maybe it's the the time that it came up and maybe it's just not the fact that like both of them are sitting and driving this fictional car kind of pull you out of it but there's just something there just like this is this is a little strange yeah i mean because we should say like people people who go through chemo and stuff like you'll be on a hospital ward for for months oh yeah you know like great ormond street here in the uk the the kids they have special facilities so the parents can live with the children in the hospital that's how long people have to spend in hospital you know and right. yeah people can't afford to not, spend that long in hospitals out here <laughs> yeah i was gonna say not not to be horrible like you know the great ormond street you're looking at like four or five months maybe of of your child living at a hospital and what you were saying about like the the whole what he's talking about with the car and you know the parent pushing them completely brought back a memory of like when i was a kid i i had to go in for an operation when i was like about six or seven actually about five about five or six and i remember they gave me a toy racing wheel and when they were pushing the hospital bed around, it was just before the anesthetic kicked in and everything. And they were like, okay, we're going to turn right. And they made me turn the wheel to the right. And they made me turn. And I don't know why that triggered that fucking memory, but that was a big standout fin for me, you know? So it's, it's obvious what they were going for, you know, and they're trying to highlight how they made the experience for Joel 
less daunting of an experience but it again it's too abstract to to hit the mark it's trying to hit yeah yeah um do you guys have any any final thoughts before we kind of dive into the artificial opinions anything else that you think we didn't cover no i think no. we can i think we covered everything our, yeah. okay kai do you, which one of us do you want to go first me or you since Ben will obviously be last. <laughs> I can go first. Um, yeah, I think I have made many of my opinions of this game clear through uh, the initial conversation. But to, to summarize, uh, it is a very interesting concept. And it is something that only these two parents uh, could have done. Uh, obviously, there's a, there's a lot of barriers to entry to doing this. A, you have to have recorded uh, an entire documentary style length of audio to get this done. And also you'd have to be an indie game developer. So it is interesting in that sense that this is a very uh, specific group of things that you would have to have happen to you to be able to do this. And in that sense, it is very interesting uh, as far as like an artistic approach. I disagree that it needs to be longer. If anything, I think they need to cut a bunch out of it um and focus on just like the real bare essentials of the story and of their experience and figuring out what is important and what is not important um i think possibly if there was a different way of telling the story longer may be helpful but in this instance i think the way it stands they need to cut a ton out of it uh that just doesn't offer anything to the uh to the to the player and additionally i think a lot of the the puzzles and feeling like you're lost and you have no idea what you're doing in this game is ultimately more of a distraction than it is a metaphor um, and really takes away from one's experience of playing through this and of feeling like it's a cohesive game that you'd want to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are I've played many indie games that tackle hard topics uh, and difficult things from transgenderism to, you know, cancer to sickness to death to murder um and this was one of the weakest approaches to a difficult subject that i think i've experienced within playing games and that is very unfortunate because i think it is something that a lot of people experience uh, especially cancer and and dealing with that and having something where you can you know experience that and view someone else's experience and connect to it and feel like there's other people who understand you is something that's very important Um, but they just missed the mark and uh, hopefully uh, someone else can pick up the torch of this game and, mm. uh, you know, make a narrative and, and make a game that, that is more easy to connect to with this topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that the takeaway that I have and what I remember the most of this game is more being frustrated with puzzles and less <clears throat> the actual story that was told, but unfortunately those those situations pull you out of the narrative you know when you're sitting and you're trying to figure out what's going on and like you said kai i guess people can have the argument of trying to replicate the frustrations of the situation possibly you know i can see that being kind of a rebuttal to to that criticism but ultimately for me the the frustration just made the the narrative hard to kind of grasp onto you know um 
I think the artistic, you know, decision. I, I like the the polygonal, and I like love the 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 indie kind of frame that they they went with. I think it, it's a pretty looking game, and like Ben was saying, like it in a game design aspect, it like functions the way it needs to. It just unfortunately in some situations, it just. I, I think like what Kai was saying, if it was more just a very linear experience and you were just being pulled from one situation to another without having to necessarily solve puzzles in those situations, I think that would have made the story more of the focus and less of the gameplay of the focus because it seems like a battle between the two. It seems like they they had this story. They also wanted to make sure that the way the player experienced the story and the gameplay was also interesting. And I think that unfortunately that took away from the narrative in the first place. Um, which sucks because because this is a situation that a lot of people go through. It's a situation that a lot of people have struggled with, and you know it. It's hard to um. It's hard to like not recommend this game because of that, because of like the gameplay and stuff like that. But it's hard. I I would say if you were similar to us or at least me, and you've seen this game and you saw the accolades and you were interested in it, check it out. But maybe you'll have. Uh, different kinds of experiences you know it's on different platforms it's on mobile it's on uh steam i actually ended up playing on mobile so maybe the mobile touchscreen aspect made it more difficult for my situation but uh if you've heard of this game and you're interested i guess check it out but ultimately uh i didn't (laughs) i didn't enjoy my experiences too much with the game okay uh before i jump in kai i'm 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 assuming the answer is no but would you recommend uh, that dragon cancer to anyone? Uh, probably not. Uh, there would be other games that tackle similar subjects that I would recommend, like Gone Home. Gone Home's or, a good one. That's what uh, I was about to say too. For my my end point is there's lots of games you can find that that tackle similar instances where it's like a very short truncated experience that tackle heavy topics that 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 yeah. does that. What, a what remains of Edith Finch is yeah, another one that comes one to mind. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel at, at this point there's any real reason uh, to experience this game unless you specifically had a child die of cancer and you were looking for something very like like if you also went through this yeah i could i could see that being something that would appeal to you it'd be like oh this is someone else's exact experience and maybe Mm -hmm. if you are someone with that exact experience you can pick up on more of the like minute detail and things that i I think they should have left out for the broad majority of individuals but um for the most part if you were just an average gamer and you're looking for something that is a little deeper a little uh you know more focused on on tragedy there's other places to look and other things to experience yeah yeah um i mean i think i agree with you guys to be honest um and yeah i said it before i think the game is is a victim of its own design i think that there's a very clear conflict between do we want this to be a coping mechanism or are we trying to tell the story of what we've been through? Um, and I think that hinders the game a lot. I would agree either take out the really abstract sections and make it shorter or keep them in, make them a little bit less ex- like abstract, but make the game a little bit longer. I would like to... Personally, I would like to have seen a lot more of the the brothers' reactions to Joel's diagnosis and everything Joel was going through, and 
afterwards, you know, did the... Because it, it's never said... It's, it's almost portrayed throughout the game that there's a rift being drove between the husband and the wife. Like, there's this... You know, the husband's saying, like, you know, God only loves you because he's letting you keep your faith and I'm losing my faith. And then that's never resolved. And so it's it would have been nice to have some resolution to that. So if you, if they made the game longer, I would like to see a resolution to that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think what you said's right. You know, there are other games. Uh, I can't think of any, but I know you guys listed a, a nice little list. Um, I'm sure there are other games that do it better. And I honestly feel like you don't need to play the game. As much as it mm. disappoints me to say that, because I waited like four years to play this game, um, and I wasn't like super hyped for it or anything. Like I'm not, I didn't overhype it in my head. I just couldn't bring myself to play it because of what I was expecting. If you, if you really want to play it, then go ahead. Um, I mean, I paid seven pound for it on PC. Yeah, if you if you do want to play it, then do it because I think, I mean, I hope it's a unique experience, and I hope that nobody's in a situation where they can replicate. You know, I don't want anybody else to be like, I lost a child, yeah. I'm a game developer, I'm going to make a game. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I don't think you're missing out on yeah. on not playing the game. I mean, maybe play it just to see how abstract it is and to see how a game can yeah. be too abstract and stuff. But yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't and, think you need to. Yeah. And by no way does our opinions or are not recommending, you know, take away from the story or the narrative here. You know, it's not necessarily about the story that was told. It's more of the avenue in this game at which it was told. And if I'm not wrong, there was a documentary made about his story, right? Uh, I believe the documentary is about, the making of, of that the dragon game. Oh, making of the game. Okay, okay. Gotcha. I didn't because know if there was, was another a... avenue in which they can like hear about the story if that documentary covers a lot of the story I, or just the I don't know how side. I don't know how much it covers. I know it was mm, centered gotcha. mainly around the development because the development the game was gotcha. a was a Kickstarter fin. I believe that was part yeah, of that. the the pledge for the Kickstarter, I believe. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But yeah. I don't think it's yeah. solely focused on his life, which probably would have been gotcha, a better gotcha. medium to. Um, well, to that's what I was thinking. In. Like when I had just looked it up right now when you were talking, because I wanted to know if there was another avenue, if there was the documentary more focused on it, if they did like this style, but in more like an animation sense, like that would have been kind of an interesting topic. If like if it was more of like an indie film, or yeah. like oh, there's a film and a game that came like side by side, yeah. you can watch and experience. That would have been an interesting concept, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's also a uh, a documentary. I mean, no, that's that's we know that. There's also a podcast. Uh, Interesting. That was um, produced by Gimlet Media, which does a bunch of great podcasts, but was mm -hmm. also made with the interviews that they had done with Ryan and Amy. Mm -hmm. um, so there's lots of ways to hear yeah. the story. So it seems like there's lots of ways, and, and and the game might not be the best way to experience the story if you're looking for some raw emotional, you know, narrative where the, the gameplay doesn't get in, in the way of that. I think yep. there's other avenues in which you can do that. 
Alrighty. Well, thanks guys for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. Uh, now is the time you guys are all excited for on probably still a, a somber ish note, I guess. But the next game we're going to play our main series. And Kai, you're the dun, big dun, boy dun, on dun, campus. Dun, what are we playing? Dun, 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 dun. We are playing the 2021 20, first person survival Ooh. horror game Ooh, for Spooktober. <gasps> Resident Evil 7, say 8. No, 8. eight. Oh, God. No, you already <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> We're playing Village. I can't yeah. do Roman numerals, so forgive Just me. Just in time for spoopy time. Mummy yes. Milky. Uh, Let's go. We have played 7. Uh, me and Jared have played through Biohazard, so I'm yep. very excited to jump into Village. Um, I really enjoyed the last Resident Evil game. I hope to enjoy this one. It seemed yep. like a great choice for the spooky time of year. Uh, getting to uh, you know, you know, getting mm. some jump scares. Nothing better than a uh, nine foot tall, getting, sexy goth. Yeah, getting yes. stepped on by Lady Dimitris. Dim- 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 yeah. How do you say her name? I was like, I never actually yeah, said it out loud. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's super exciting. So that that's going to be our main series. We will be playing through next. Does that yeah. mean and that if like, you haven't played, if you, yeah, go for it. Sorry, I was going to say, does that mean that like Spooktober is going to be a tradition? Hell yeah, Hell let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Spooktober here, yeah. playing long I'm podcast. down for that. Yeah. Uh, I also know that many rely on me to be the uh, the indie hoe. But, <laughs> You're just breaking um, out. You're just changing. The I norms. do. I do like Resident Evil. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry. Uh, this one, I will. I will not. Uh, completely turn away from my indie loves but also kai and i very big fans of horror games too so we're oh, very he, much yes to, absolutely i fucking love a horror game yeah i love yeah, a yeah. horror movie um, horror game everything if you haven't played resident evil 7 don't worry because i mean you can play it in between here and the next episode um but it does give or, you a synopsis <laughs> of everything that happens in resident evil 7 at the beginning of 8 so don't have to worry you get the whole breakdown of the story and what has happened to Ethan in the, in the meantime. That's yeah, if game. you do choose to play 7, um, I watched a playthrough of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. But that it recently uh, joined Games Pass. So if you have Games Pass, mm-hmm. you can play it on Games Pass. There you go. There you go. Okay, guys. Well, that's all we have for you today. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. Follow us on social media, you know, Play Along Pod, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff uh leave us a review Rate, review uh, like review subscribe. all that fun stuff we could, we want to read more uh fun reviews and kind of wants to do either funny voices or just berate you on the internet so i mean if you look for that hell then, yeah then this is the podcast that you 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 should listen to Come tell your friends well guys that's all we have <laughs> for you today we will see you next in the next episode with the beginning of resident evil village resident peace evil. out bye-bye ciao ciao Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. I love Lenin. Dragons are car- like Jared. Good. Just Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.